0: love talk radio here at aco radio american communications online or any affiliated
1: stations or websites are not responsible for what guest hosts or call-ins may say all programming is intended for informational
0: and entertainment purposes only
2: Hello, world. Welcome aboard all you ground troops spinning around smartly on the planet. We call home Earth Sophia and whatever else you call this blue marble. Uh, We're welcoming everybody out there in space and the cosmos because we are Mm -hmm. a space family here working together with people on the planet that want to talk about other things than just plain old walking around on the planet. So it's going to cover some space stuff tonight with various people. Uh, Ben Pelham of Georgia, let me tell you a little about him. He discusses, ET is here, so we're all excited to discuss his theories and what he does at Pelham Planetary Research. Now, Ben is a U.S. Navy retired uh, gentleman. Uh, He went all the way up to master level, and he worked also in real estate and art development. He's a musician. He's taught banjo and guitar, and he's done a lot of time researching and got into uh, a business that I'm in, and that's uh, researching uh, alienology and ufology and cosmology, you know, epistemology too, how we do research. But we come from a disciplined uh, country on out of the 195 countries in the United States of America, but he lives in Georgia, and he uh, doesn't mind saying that he is immersed in finding himself into uh, ufos and <laughs> extraterrestrials so it's very curious to me but he says that using the various nasa satellite imagery resources that he uh I, i've got listed above but i mean on these websites but that there's a sizable amount of surface images that point to intelligent design And a majority of the planets and moons in the solar system that he says he's reached out to the point that he knows there's no slightest doubt that there is intelligent life and design in our cosmos, he says, and that they do design uh, in the existence of on the planets and moons. And he says moons. Now, that's I'm just quoting his uh, topic on his. Website and if you want to, uh I'll mention it again at the before he leaves the show. But I'd like to mention in the beginning, it's etishere.com. dot com. That's easy to remember if you follow TJ Mars et Radio etishere.com. dot com, and then his name Pelham P E L L O M, planetaryresearch.com, dot com, which I joined it on YouTube, I guess, and he's joined my group. And then after we talk with him tonight, uh, if he doesn't use the whole two hours, we're going to skip over to Ken Johnston, Sr. of Mexico, also with our Allied Command in our ACO club we're building as the Allied Command Organization of Veterans. So not only is Ben Pelham a veteran, but he's been friends with Ken R. Johnston, and they've done some radio shows here on TJ Marcy radio and then I want Ken and uh, well, Ken did a show uh, the other night with Michael e. Woods, but this is the first one Ben Pelham has done with our Ace Folk Life Society for artists and, and our musicians. But now Michael Woods is a known artist and director of our Ace Folk Life in Tennessee for our ACO Club and ACO Association. So they're going to meet tonight for the first time. So Ben is Navy and uh, Mike. We I call him Michael Lee Woods because he does a pastor show for me on Sundays, and he's an artist for his company, Artistic Impressions. But his is a social media company, but he actually sells retail under his name, which is legal, Michael Lee Woods. So let me get both of them on here. Uh, I'm going to pull on, uh, I think Michael first since he's the co-host. Michael Lee Woods, is that you? Can you hear me?
1: Yes, I can. It's good to be back again t j It's always fun to do these shows and to meet some of these interesting people. Uh, well, I, really I spoke, appreciate you Go ahead, well, briefly, with uh Mr. Pelham last night on Facebook, so I'm looking forward to tonight to get a little more in oh. depth with this.
2: okay. He hasn't heard your Tennessee voice, and I was just talking to a Tennessee guy on the. My uh, phone company to get me in, Uh, we've been having crossed lines with vector security and ADP security, which you heard, Michael, right? So uh, it's really interesting because, folks, I do uh, developing and call center and working with, uh, you know, companies. So this was very interesting that I was talking to Tennessee and Michael, and uh, yet here we are. So let me get on with the show, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to apologize in advance uh, if anything happens because it took me a couple of minutes to get on with all these cross lines later. They're working on them. But let's get Ben here and see if we can hear Ben Pelham and Georgia. Ben Pelham, can you hear me?
0: I guess I hear you really well, Teresa. It's uh, nice to be back with you. And uh, also it's nice to, to hear Michael uh, Wood, his voice also. Good. All right. He comes from uh, pretty near me. Uh, He's just north northeast of Huntsville, Alabama, over into Tennessee there. And uh, in Huntsville is uh, that's where I joined the Navy when I was seventeen years old. (laughs) Really, Huntsville, Alabama.
2: Well, tell us so, about that. I, I
0: don't. Uh, I'm real pleased that all of you are on here tonight, and uh, because we we really do have uh, a wonderful subject to to go over, and I I take no credit for it at all. I give all the credit to the Lord because uh, I I just couldn't have found all this stuff and documented it like it is uh, with my p, a p, p brain as it is. So uh, all all <laughs> Uh, all knowledge is from God now. So I don't take any credit, but uh I do have it documented and whatnot, but the good Lord bless me with it.
2: Well, I'm told that told you that uh, you know, I wanna know about all this stuff. I'm a natural curious person and have had some, you know, experiences myself, but I've also by just character i've been an investigator and then you know i was in the military and the navy and then you yeah. know i got into all this stuff uh, but i would like michael to get to know you for our ace folk because we're doing artists and we're doing historians and archiving and uh to give you guys a chance to get to work together uh hopefully weekly if this all works out and it depends on if you how long you can last because i know you know, you've recently had some health issues, as has Ken, so you suggested maybe we just do an hour, you know, maybe, and uh, come back maybe later or something. You said for maybe two weeks.
0: Uh, I'm but, dealing with uh, what they call permanent AFib in my heart. And, oh, my goodness. Uh, and it has some uh, some problems of uh, kind of weakness and things at times, but on on balance, you know, I'm I'm okay. Uh, I've just got to uh, got to work through that. So. Well, tell <laughs> people that. how
2: old you are now. How, how old um, are you and when's your birthday? I'm 85, and-
0: uh, I'm 85 uh, years old um, this past April, mm-hmm. and uh, I tell everybody that's 58 turned backwards. <laughs> uh, now, Austin, you joined the... I was going to ask you
2: to share us some more about Huntsville, too, because I didn't even – for some reason, my brain can't place a military or Navy in, in the middle of Huntsville. All I can think of is the NASA Huntsville, Alabama, where Travis Taylor talks about yeah. on Skinwalker Ranch. But can you tell me that? And then I'm going to let this other yes. veteran, because we're all veterans, but I'm going to let you and Mike yeah. talk, and I'll mute. But can you tell me a little bit about – you know, you grew up in Tennessee, but you wound over at Huntsville, but I want him and everybody else to know your veteran part, and then we'll get into our strangeness. Okay. All three of us got into UFO stuff, but, you know, we were all military first, so let's talk about that. We're in yeah, Huntsville. To and, do the Huntsville it,
0: thing. Uh, you want to
3: talk
0: yeah, about Huntsville?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to mute. Oh, okay.
0: I've got to turn some, some bales off. <laughs>
2: yeah, okay. that happens well, to
0: I was, me uh, too. I was I'm going to was 17 years old, and uh, a friend of mine hitchhiked from north Georgia here in Dalton, Georgia area. That's where I was raised up here in the Chatsworth, dalton area. And uh, my brother was recruiting for the Navy. He was a boatswain's mate, first class and uh, he was stationed, uh, he and a chief a petty officer uh, covered the Huntsville area and the Decatur, Alabama area. And so uh, the other military installation that was there at the time, which is a, was very common throughout the country, over 400 at one time, was a, a Naval Reserve a training center in uh, Huntsville. At the time, that's all there was just the, uh, the training center, and then uh, the uh, my brother recruiting with, with the chief there. And so he actually got, uh, he was good at what he did. Uh, he actually got an extension, I think, of maybe three or four more years. He, he, he was doing so well over there, and uh, he, he had a lot of success. Anyway, that's where I joined the Navy, and uh, and from there, that, that set me on a trail to a different, different kind of life, and uh, so they—that's where I am today. I'm re, I retired uh, in 1976, so I've been going to the mailbox and uh, looking for mailbox money for a lot of years now.
3: <laughs> I'm like
0: worth it. I'm worth doing. every penny of it. I'm worth it. <laughs>
2: You're worth every penny of that money you spent every penny, playing. Yeah. And dress up for the military.
0: uh, I spent seven years on ships, and so uh, I'm I'm worth the mailbox money just because of that.
2: I guess so. Ooh, gosh, I get seasick. (laughs) Well, uh, if you don't care, then I'm going to just – I'm not muting me on the board because I'm going to watch the board because I I told you we've been having some funny things happening out there with – the big companies, big, big companies flipping over and doing weird things lately, wow. getting off from 3G to 5G. So I'm going to let uh, Mr. Mike Woods here. I hope he prepared some questions for you. But then if you can walk us through is here and then the uh, – I'm sure you're familiar with Pelham Planetary <laughs> Research Groups. And tell us what they both do and all that and why you – we're inspired to do ETS here, but let let Mike get started to get you talking, and I'll fill in, but I'm going to try to mute and see if you two can
1: handle it. Absolutely.
3: <laughs> All right. We can do it. Well, first
1: off, <laughs> first off, I want to say it's nice to talk to you. Now, we talked a little, well, didn't talk, but we uh, sent messages back and forth a little bit on Facebook last night, and you've already gone through your uh, military history of uh, What got you interested in uh, extraterrestrials, uh, extraterrestrial life? How did you get started on that?
0: That's a very good question. Um, My son, I didn't really realize it, but my son uh, had been interested in UFOs and uh, extraterrestrials ever since he was a young boy, maybe an early teen, maybe just a little before that. But anyway, uh, in... uh, after all the many many years, about two and a half years ago, I guess, uh, three at the most, uh, we were we were talking about the UFOs and whatnot. And by then, there had been a little bit of uh, footage uh, shown by Fox News and a few others. Some of these real vague uh, UFOs at sea and whatnot. And every now and then, uh, you would you would hear a little report about uh, UFOs. And I'm really inquisitive. Uh, I'm like Teresa in that respect. And I set out to satisfy my own self as to whether there were uh UFOs and extraterrestrials. And that set me on a chase. And so as I what I did to start my chase, uh being a pretty good uh researcher, and I built some websites, so I know my way around uh, to research over the PC. But uh, one of the, I, I subscribed to a whole bunch of uh, ufology people. One of them was uh, Herbert Klein, that's K-L-E-I-N. He lives over in the Netherlands, and uh, he had found an underwater uh, installation up above the Arctic Circle, and so he he, he put the coordinates there, and uh, I, I I used a uh, Google Earth Pro, and then went up there and zoomed in on it, and, and actually captured my some excellent images of the installation. It is there. There's no doubt about that, and it was it was a beautiful installation. So I got to thinking about it, uh, the the underwater installation is in sort of like dark, murky places, and I had heard Herbert, uh, I had followed him on some of his uh, research on Mars. And he, he was talking one, one night, and he says, uh, he was telling us, if you're looking for stuff, you kind of got to get around in the dark areas and I guess he's talking about around the edges of the uh, obfuscated terrain up there. He said, you gotta look uh, around the dark areas. Well, after I had gone and found, uh, successfully got uh, really good images of that underwater installation, uh, that set me on a chase. And and to shorten it just a little bit, Mike, uh, uh, since I knew I could do that, Uh, It led to me going to the, uh, down to the Antarctic, and uh, I got some really strange-looking images down there that I was able to lift up out of the water, but
3: to to get
0: anything down there because of the weather, you have to consider the time of the year and the time of the day and the sunlight and so on, And, and then cross your thumbs and toes and everything else and maybe you'll find something. And I had to have a tremendous amount of patience. But I had, at that time, I had a lot of patience. And I, I gathered a lot of stuff from down there. And I thought to myself, well, here I am going in the murky water in the Antarctic and in the Arctic Circle, too. Why don't I just try that on the moon? <laughs> and so I got on a Google Earth Pro, uh, and went up to the uh, moon. And uh, for a long time, I thought I was finding, Mike, some really wild and beautiful stuff. Uh, I thought, well, if these people are thousands of years, whatever I find, whether it makes sense or not, uh, it, it must be real. At that time, I, I was like a child, I guess, trusting uh, trust, trusting that the uh, that the Google Earth Pro, uh was giving me the the right kind of uh, information. But as it turned out, it was uh, the Google Earth Pro. When you you go in there and go down to explore and uh, menu down to explore and then get the moon, you'll find it is so badly obfuscated, painted over, spray painted from one end to the other and uh, sometimes you check it out on both poles, and it'll, it'll let you see that you're not going to get anything off the moon. So after I got, finally got to the point where I thought, man, this stuff's not right. I don't care. It's just not right. And I tried every way I could to make it right. But I went over did some research on alternative telescopes, and one of them was a Worldwide Telescope client and uh it's it is uh offered by the uh, American uh, Astronomical Society uh, uh, gives it away, lets anybody use it uh, at no cost and uh so I got it and and I went up to the uh, to the moon with it, and uh remembering what Herbert said, I headed straight to the shadows and uh, Zippo. That's where I found everything, Mike. The shadows, practically every shadow up there, they're what I call false or fake shadows that they have obfuscated, painted over. But apparently,
4: apparently they
0: just didn't spray paint it enough to keep me out, and I was able to uh, to capture all those beautiful images that you see on my website. And I'd like to interject here, uh, there's a man in Washington State, his name is Tom Hubert, H-U-P-P-E-R-T, and his YouTube channel is Tommy Tacoma, T-A-C-O-M-A, and he's using my techniques on the moon, and uh, he's having wonderful success up there. I recommend uh, those of you. That are checking on stuff like this to, to subscribe to uh, to Tom uh, to to his YouTube channel Tommy Tacoma. All right, that's a mouthful, Mike. I didn't mean for that
1: answer to go that long, but it did contain the answer to your question there. Well, I mean, I mean, this show is about you and your research. It's not about anybody else. So you talk as long as you want to and elaborate on anything you want to elaborate on. Now uh yeah. Since uh we're down the rabbit hole, let's elaborate on what you found. Oh, before I get too much further, you might want to mention your website where uh people can look at these images for themselves and tell us what yeah. what you have found. Yeah, uh
0: thank you for that. Uh I do thank you for that. It's very important. Um I I have uh I approached this thing not trying to get anything out of it, uh, Mike, other than to get it out to the public. So I wrote up a set of instructions uh, that can be followed by practically anybody to go and uh, capture images uh, on on the moon. And uh, there's a short little video, it's a screen capture video that I used uh, or Hermite Crater. Hermite Crater has some really beautiful stuff in it. It's it's up in the North Polar area of the Moon, and uh, it just has some glorious things in there. And uh, I uh, I'm trying to hang on to my thought pattern here. Uh, what was it? What what was the question
1: again, Mike? I want to get this right. Um. I want to know what you found and tell us tell us the website so people can look at the photos okay, for yeah. themselves.
0: Thank you. Uh, my uh, 58 turn backwards is working on me here a little bit. <laughs>
1: That's all right. I'm 58 <laughs> turned forward. <laughs> my uh,
3: my
0: the I consider my main website to be PelhamPlanetaryResearch.com. But I also have on that website the uh, many of or about all of the same photos in my uh, Earth, uh, uh, like like Antarctica and whatnot. It's on there. So I have uh, phelanplanetaryresearch.com, and at the foot you'll find uh, I believe there are 11 pages of images on there. And at the bottom of each page, Uh, the instructions for anybody with rudimentary ability to operate a a computer and just to make common, simple uh, photo adjustments can use to go and get their image. And it's really important that anybody that has an interest in doing that, they really need to start moving because uh, uh, when the... uh, this telescope, uh, the James Webb telescope comes out, and it is out. It's scheduled to start orbiting the moon, I believe, in November. Now, the support section of the Worldwide Telescope, a crew up there said, I asked them if they were going to put the the, uh, James Webb uh, improved color photos uh, on the globe, and he said, yeah, we will uh, we will be overlaying these images, and so if they do overlay, that will immediately hide everything that is there now. And uh, if they
3: choose
0: to to uh, paint over and obfuscate the James Webb beautiful color images, then as far as uh, I can tell, we'll be we'll be completely cut out.
3: We
0: won't we won't have a way in there. To, to get to the moon, to do anything right now like I'm doing here. So the people need to get on the ball. If they don't have anything uh, organized to do it, they should go up there using that uh, Worldwide Telescope client, which is free, and uh, go into the shadows and uh, take screenshots at different depths. And so, so if you got maybe three different depths in a, a particular place, and just put that on file, and down the line, if they do shut you out, and uh, you can go ahead and process that later, and you'll have your, you'll have your lunar images. So that's the thing that I'd like to, to tell the people: this this window, knowing how things have been done in the past with NASA and whatnot, uh, this window could close any time.
1: That's true. Uh, let, let's just get to Brad. What have you found for those who maybe uh, are just don't have the time, we'll say, uh, I don't want to say too lazy, but what have you managed <laughs> to find in your research? Because I looked at the pictures last night and I was, actually, I was very, very surprised. Yeah. yeah. Let's just, Let's just start with the moon, and we'll we'll move on to Uranus. Uh, or was it Neptune? Yeah, Uranus. We'll move it, to that one next. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, anybody going to that website? Uh, uh Michael, I, I do agree with you. If they've not been there before, they will be surprised because those images are uh, are, are beautiful images, and they're they're nice and clear. And all of that is not just a bunch of blurry things that we've seen in the past. You know, been a little blurry picture somewhere, and they say, "Oh, we got a lunar, a lunar thing here." Now, I'd like to, to connect something with what we're just talking about right here, and the James Webb of the uh, Dr. Michael Sala reported today that the uh, that NASA has made a decision to not let us see the photos around Jupiter that they had offered to let us see before. And Dr. Sala, he, he speculated, he said, well, could it be those uh, mother ships that have been parked around Jupiter for a long time? There's some I think 550 mother ships with the smaller ones uh, coming out of them and in them that are parked up there, uh, according to him. And uh, so he, he said once NASA got that beautiful James Webb on there and they saw all these hundreds and hundreds of mother ships ringing Jupiter, uh, that made them change their mind, he guessed. So we'll have to see where this goes. <laughs> So, uh, any uh, as far as uh, getting the information out to others, uh, I want them to know that my email address and everything is is on all on both of my websites. The other little website is etishere.com, and uh, I guess we could just say the et is there also as far as the moon goes. Now, getting back to NASA if uh if NASA is not telling the people about the photos that we're talking about here, then you could reasonably assume that they uh might not want to tell what they see around Jupiter there you see yeah, and so then uh do you have any more questions
1: on this particular uh before we leave the moon here Mike? uh if I think any, I'll come back to it, but let's move on yeah, now. Yeah, feel
0: free to. uh,
1: Just whatever I can
0: do to answer that, I'll be glad to do it. And uh, we all only have so many years, minutes, hours, and whatnot, so anybody that's serious about this stuff, uh, I'll be glad to communicate with them through email and help them every way I can. And uh, one of the strangest things that I found in all of my time, one of the most astounding things that I found was uh, the Uranus uh, polar things that you're talking about there right now. Yes. Those things, uh, Uranus is about four times the size of Earth, and the, the the polar caps and everything around it takes up about roughly one-third of the diameter across that planet. And it's a strange planet. Uh, they they say it's a big gas giant and all this and that and the other. But I have questions about that and I'll tell you why. And uh, for one thing, it's uh, tilted on its axis, 98 degrees, and uh, it's uh, where they're talking about the. Uh, there's uh, the compass uh, axis in there that is, is tilted. Also, uh, it's just weird that it's tilted over like at 98 degrees. It's also spinning. Uh, uh, it's spinning uh, into us like a barrel rolling to us. And there's one other planet out there. It may be Jupiter that's rolling that way, the rest of them roll the other way, uh, west to east, I guess. But uh, when I got to looking about that, uh, the, the the polar caps of uh, Uranus, uh, if you look at them and the people listening to us now, uh, in order to see uh, what I'm talking about, see the planet I'm talking about they will need to go to to, uh, Worldwide Telescope. I believe it's .com or .org, and they can get it free download. And that's the one they want to go to uh, to see uh, Uranus. And once they get there, they will see uh, where Herbert Klein, the guy in the Netherlands, comes back into play. Uh, It was remembering what he said that made me made me go into that gray, murky, uh, polar area. And I got in there and worked with it very carefully and uh, was able to extract the image out. It looks like a big, giant, uh, it's like a big uh, combination lock you might have on a bank vault, especially the old-timey bank vaults. It's what that mechanism looked like. Remember now, the Uranus is four times the size of Earth, and a third of that is taken up by this lock I'm talking about. And then if you go into that lock, go on to the other pole, the north pole, uh, there's another lock over there exactly like it. And uh, that is the strangest, the very strangest thing that I have, have ever run onto in all my life. And uh, so it's there. Uh, one day, maybe, if we ever get enough disclosure, we might get the truth of what, what's going on there because the uh, Lord only knows that could have been built a million years ago, you know.
3: Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm just rattling on here, Michael. You've, uh, you got you another yep. question? You're you got your another question?
3: And like
1: I said, shows uh, this one's about you, so you just... Talk about whatever you want. If you want
3: to talk about some <laughs> music, I just know. rattle all
0: off. <laughs> <about somebody. laughs> talk
3: about
0: that. There you go. <laughs> well, I'm just glad that y'all are on here and I uh, want each of you to use your influence to get these out to the public. Uh, I want to tell you a story, uh, a story that show you just how bad things really are. I took a... Uh, I took uh, a picture of, uh, I believe, one picture of a beautiful image in Plaskett Crater, T-L-A-S-K-E-T-T. That's the most modernistic of all the craters that I have found up there, the equipment that I found in there. And um, I had a beautiful picture there, and I had one of Hermite run off at the print shop. And uh, I went over to the Dalton paper, and, and I let them. Uh, the girl, I see it and everything, and, uh, and so she said, uh, then uh, she saw my website with uh, all those huge amounts of stuff, and she uh, I communicated with the writer, and she said, well, I wanted to send them over to our editors, and uh, if they were to run the story, you wouldn't have to pay to have it, uh, to have that little ad run. I had anticipated I had not running at all in the, in the beginning because I know how what's happening here. So what I, I did some research while their editors were supposedly checking stuff out. And the Dalton paper is not locally owned. It's uh, one of about 114 group of, of papers in the Southeast that are bought up by a company and I took it one more step. That company then was owned by uh, Bloomberg out of New York City, and uh, so if if I don't miss my guess, uh, uh, Bloomberg is he leans over to the left and whatnot. And I've, somewhere along the line, they have uh, not let them run that ad in the paper because they had let them see it. That many people, whatever their circulation is, uh, would have got out. So as they went up the line trying to find somebody that would let them go, uh, they came back and said, we won't run it, but you can pay. You can pay to, to run this little block here, and we'll put it in there. So that, that's what I did. But if they were their own boss and their own paper, and they weren't owned by what I call the deep state, they would have jumped at, at, uh, at history because I'm from their area. I've got the proof right there. I told them I'd sit with the computer and show them how to do it, and they still wouldn't do it, Mike. So that, that's how bad the conspiracy is to suppress this down, and that's why, that's why I'm appealing to you and uh, all the others that are listening uh, tonight to use whatever influence you've got to try to get this on out to the public because it's really been a slow go, and uh, uh, I've had several appearances uh, which got it out to to many, many thousands. But it needs it needs to make mainstream news in order to, to to help the people toward disclosure. Okay, Michael, I'll, uh, after that long answer there, <laughs> I'll see what you got next.
1: All right. I, let me ask you a question. With what you found on the moon, uh, do you think that that might be part of the reason why we have not been back since the early 70s?
0: Absolutely. There's not a doubt in my mind. I was listening to uh, a, a wonderful video that was posted, uh, Bob or Robert Smith. Now Robert Smith uh, he's on uh, Facebook with us. Uh, he runs a uh, remote viewer school and Ingo Swan is, is, was said to have been about the best one that ever lived. And anyway uh, uh, Robert put him Posted that video and on uh, YouTube, and uh, Ingo Swan uh, he couldn't answer some questions because he had signed like uh, non-disclosure documents and whatnot. He had to wait ten years on part of it, and some of it he, he just wouldn't answer.
3: But he did get
0: around to saying that uh, he he detected uh, a breathable atmosphere there and that uh, he detected uh I believe uh, moisture like rain and they said uh, uh he said anybody in good health that lived in like Denver, Colorado up on the mountains and everything, uh should be able to, to do fine on the moon. He uh Ingo uh, he went on to say that he saw many, many, many uh Humanoids, he called them up there. And uh, he said uh, they they were all over the place and they were doing uh, that industry and everything was going on up there. And uh, John Lear, everybody's heard of him too. And uh, I don't know where he got all this information, but he also said that uh, before he died, he talked about a breathable atmosphere. And uh, he uh, he said there was, uh, I believe, two hundred and something million uh, humans just like us up there to begin with. And uh, when you couple that with uh, with uh, the people who were in the secret space program, some some of them that I've listened to several hours of them talking. A uh, Randy Kramer was one of them. He was a uh,
3: uh, in uh,
0: he was a combat soldier with uh, secret space program and uh, uh Jason rice also was with uh, assigned to one of the uh, german uh, Mars german uh, i guess a regiment or battalion up there and uh they all talked about the moon being hollow and uh being uh, Talked about Jason Rice in particular said that uh, that uh, the space on the moon was at such a premium. He said they're, uh, that they're very, very possessive of their land up there. And uh, and that matches up with what many, many other people have said. You've heard the story, too, Mike, about the moon being uh, a machine uh, yeah. that brought that place. Um, there's a lady, uh, her name is Eliana Star Traveler, she calls herself. She uh, came out of the, uh, according to everything she says and everything I can find out, she was in the, the secret space program, too, on Mars and the moon and everything else. She said on the moon that the, uh, I guess it's the Lunar uh, Operations Center, she said it had 32 stories and that it was all underground. And uh, in another video, as time went on, I I saw uh, another one of her, and she said she had been inside the moon and seen this uh, uh, humongous machine. I suppose it has uh, a machine that keeps the moon in its position relative to the Earth. And uh, I think John uh, Lear talked about that same thing, about a machine being in there.
4: So there's some really
0: unusual stuff going on up there. And uh, I think too, uh even with a worldwide telescope client, uh if you get out of the shadows into like the rough country it 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 just almost looks fake. Like, uh, it's almost like somebody's worked in a pan of dough and something and just put it there and uh it's hard to find anything in there. But recently, on the last four pages of uh, on my website uh, at I moved out onto the uh, lava what they call the lava flows. It looks like cement gray it's the part of the moon that is uh they, they named them oceans and seas, you know, and yeah. Uh, I went out there and at at first glance, if you go out there using my techniques, you're not going to see anything, but you've got to go deeper and deeper and deeper, and then you'll see something, and you can capture stuff up there. I've captured a huge amount of images up there. I think that there's something, uh, their technology is so far ahead of us. I think they've got some kind of a hologram or something like that that the people with the telescopes on Earth are running into when they're trying to get up there and see what's up there. And uh, so, if this is something that the people put out the telescope, it was if it's an oversight, uh, then it's a big one because I was able to uh, I was able to get in there, and that's where I want to get. As many people as quick quickly as I can, to keep this uh to keep the cat out of the bag. I don't want it put back in there anymore. You know. Yeah. And so I did. So based on what I found in the shadows I, on both pole polar areas, the rim areas, and now no, when you look in the dark areas, like the man man in the moon and whatnot, uh, all those things are named. Uh, all of those things, Mike, are populated, all of it, and uh, I now I now estimate, and I do it comfortably, that the moon has far more uh, population than the Earth has, and that's not even including what's on the inside of the moon. So it is one big, humongous factory, apparently uh, under some agreement. So with many different races that are coming in there and, and doing manufacturing, taking
1: stuff in and taking it out, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, let me let me ask you, we've got, let's uh, see, so you were doing an hour, right? We've got ten, about 10 minutes left in this hour, unless you want to hang around for another hour. Uh, that but...
0: probably work me over a little bit to go too long, but... Uh...
1: Know, right. We need to go.
0: We need to go a few minutes over. That'll be
1: fine. Well, let me ask you what you think is going on on the moon. Oh,
0: I think it is. Uh, I think a lot of what what I'm seeing uh, is a, a, a mining. It's a mining operation, big time, especially on the south part down there. And uh, one thing that's interesting down there, there's a big uh, impact basin, that's something like 1,550 miles uh, in diameter, and it's uh, impacted in uh, eight miles. <laughs> so a lot of my stuff I got out of there. And a uh, huge, uh, uh, Mike, as you go through my images, you'll see those huge tanks, and I know they're not living quarters always, maybe some are but when you see those tanks and they're not even lined up, they're helter-skelter, you know that you're looking at some kind of container and, uh, that's either chemical or gas-related. And then if you do, uh, for folks listening in, uh, you do a separate research on the uh, uh, minerals and ores uh, and whatnot that are present on the moon it's amazing. It's almost like it was put there uh, purposefully for a later time. And these people are extracting it, and uh, I, I think they're uh, shipping it on out into the universe uh, to different to different places. And uh, they're just doing business as usual up there, big time, big time. And when you go into... Uh, Plasket Crater, P L A S K E T T Crater. It, uh, that's my favorite crater up there. It's, a, it's the most futuristic of all, and it uh, it has some machinery in there that, well, I'm, I'm calling it machinery. Part of it, uh, some of it looks like it might be uh, living places, but a lot of it looks highly, highly industrial and very futuristic at that. Now, with all that said, if they're mining and if they're doing all this industry up there, then that begs the question, is there water
3: up there? And the answer
0: is clearly, <laughs> yes, there's plenty of water up there. <laughs> We've been lied to left and right. And if, uh, if they have lied to us about all them photos that I've got there, uh, then they would have no trouble lying about details like water and, and other other things up there, you see. So I don't I don't trust, uh, I just don't trust the authorities on that anymore, and I, I do hope that disclosure will we'll bring it on out. I don't know how long I'm going to get away with doing and saying these things, but I'm just telling the truth, you know.
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I looked at those pictures last night, and what you've got, I mean, it looks like just huge cities, or like you said, industrial complexes up there. I mean, it's just, it was some incredible, incredible photos. It's
0: amazing, isn't
1: it?
0: It's truly amazing. And I I, I I really... really... Go
1: ahead, Mike. I would highly suggest everybody check out your website. If you want to mention that one more time, mention your website one more time. Yeah, yeah
0: the, my main website is, is PelhamPlanetaryResearch.com. And uh, the other website is uh, ETisHere.com, And it is it involves things that I found on Earth in in the water, you know, so the one that does most, uh, to me, the, the one I'd like for to go to is the Pelham Planetary A lot of them are awfully, uh, a lot of people are out there are curious. Uh, they can email me, and the, the, uh, the things they need to get started on is far less, far less than $100. Uh, one of the one of the photo uh, uh, processors processing software that I use, actually a good version of it is free, and uh, I can give anybody the information on that. And the other one I use is only about twenty nine dollars. So uh, they they can do that, or if they have Photoshop already, uh, then they 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 can go with that If they may have GIMP. They can do that. And, too, Mike, are you still there, Mike?
1: I'm still with you.
0: Okay. I wanted to suggest Uh, to you, if you don't mind, and I know you're uh, uh, here with MUFON, aren't you? Uh, You're one of their representatives from Tennessee there. If you have an opportunity to bring all this to their attention, uh, would you do that and try to get us... uh, Maybe get us a Zoom meeting or something to their headquarters, so they can find out, so they can know that all these things are going on. You know.
1: Well, you could probably do that just by going to their uh, website. I, I have tried it. <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs>
1: I, I, I mean, to I'm, me I'm not active. I'm not active with them anymore, but uh, okay, I still I still know some people that are so. Uh,
0: I will see can. what I can do. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's every little bit uh, will help, you know, it will help a lot too. Uh, that's, that's, that's my whole motivation, Mike, is to get this out to the public.
1: Well, we're trying to do our part to help, so you keep yeah. up the good work, and we've got just a little over five minutes left if you've got anything to say to sum up. Uh, yeah. Go yeah, ahead. I
0: will. Um, I will uh, do that. Uh, the name of my website is uh, PelhamPlanetaryResearch.com, and in there you will find my email address and telephone number and and all of that. It's got some background information on me, but what's really important to people that interest in stuff like that. I have put instructions at the foot of each page of 11 pages of images, of lunar images, that anybody in this audience, practically everybody, can, can do basic photo adjustments. Practically everybody uses computers nowadays. And so anybody that wants to learn how to do this and go ahead and gather their own images, I think time is of the essence I'd like to leave a parting uh, thought because in November, when they do the overlay of the uh, of the uh, new telescope, uh, James Webb, we may lose all the opportunity we've got right here, right now. So I I, I, I would encourage the, the folks out there interest in stuff like this. To go do it. It's not hard to do it. It's easy to do it. And I'd like to see, I'd like to see every every house in the whole land doing it. So the truth can uh, once and for all be forced. And so uh, I'll just thank everybody uh, for listening to us. And uh, just go to my website if you want to ask me a question. I'll be glad to uh, respond to your email. And I would encourage all of you if you're not computer literate. I'm betting somewhere in your family there is somebody that's computer literate, uh, literate. and uh, somebody in there can go get you some lunar images. You can take them to your local print shop and put them in your businesses, on the wall and everything. So I'd recommend that everybody, everybody do that. Just be proactive, and uh, let's force this on out to the public because the public's been lied to decade after decade after decade after decade. Uh, The big wigs and the money people, the cabal people, they've been riding in spaceships while we were still running around in steel-tired wagons down here, so it really does need to change. So I wish everybody a good night and uh, and Michael, thank you for uh, standing in tonight. It's been nice talking with you and uh, if you have anything you'd like to talk to me about through email, just go ahead and and, uh, jump on the website, and you can get my email address there, and I'll be glad to help anywhere I can.
3: All right, I appreciate
0: that.
2: You're really good on LinkedIn, and your Facebook page, you have one for Pelham Planetary Research, too, Ben?
0: Yeah, and uh, I I want to thank you, too, uh, Teresa, for, for your encouragement and the work you're doing, and you're working hard and long to get this stuff out there, so I, I thank you for that, for, for, for well, I providing
2: you, the platform. Well, I think we're all doing a good job out there on YouTube land, and, you know, if that's a free place, folks, but they pretty much can decide what they will and not let us do, right, still, so uh, it's funny, but you just have, I don't know, you just, the main thing is you copyright your own stuff, or you post your own stuff, but you know, if you're not monetizing the site, you're not fighting with your fellow man over who's making what, but because they do it all the way up the yeah. ch- food chain to the moon, wow. is who owns what part of the moon. And I'd seen the old uh, <laughs> maps back in the day on uh, different channels, including, I think it was UFO History Channel, but I know that uh, Bob Lear, was it Bob Lear? Who were you talking about earlier? John Lear. But he used to talk about, them selling all the moon property up but what i know folks is uh they always mention the mineral rights too so you know here on the planet we've only got so many but i'd like you to go back and look at val thor I, for me that story is very curious okay valiant thor and i know paula harris and Jacques jac have a book. I don't know the name of it. I'm not promoting it. I'm not endorsing it. But I just want you to know, Jacques Vali. But I heard he was going more interdimensional now, which I think at one time he didn't. And now what we're looking at with quantum physics uh, is we may or may not be just three-dimensional. And these things that come and go and they disappear, whether it's spacecraft or, or extraterrestrials or you know, we study yeah. ufology, and then we study those that drive them as the aliens or alienology. And then on the Earth, we got to think about, well, who's alien to each country as, you know, we've got the people on the North American, South American continent, Australia and Europe, and Asia. But really, if you go back, we all came from somewhere. So now what they're talking about... Everybody is that we all did not come from Africa after all. Just because that's where they found the bones are some old bones. They've got old bones on every continent, and we've got pyramids, from what I understand, on every continent. It's just we're not looking at all the pieces of the puzzle. We were going where we were controlled about the information. And so now in the global economy, whether you're in space or on the planet – People are wising up because of the Internet. We started talking to each other a lot more, not just archaeologists and anthropologists, but each other, just people, John Q. Public. And it started to make sense. And then social media sure helped with, you know, we had different ones, but the, the main one was Facebook. You know, we used to do AOL, but it was still closed, really, AOL. Yeah. And, then you know, I mean, there's plenty of others. But uh, when they opened up the Google browser and Bing browser and and Fox, Firefox, those are the three main browsers, we really started growing the Internet, you know. And so Wikipedia gets a lot of control, but the universities, not just the uh, governments anymore, but the governments were already attached to the universities, the churches, and the medical centers, not to mention the military complex through the Pentagon. And all of y'all know that we've all, well, you know this, we've all fought for money through our government because all the military forces relied on the money, whether it was Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine, Coast Guard, or any of the 16 intelligence agencies, or the budgets for, you know, even FCC rules. So, folks, it's all about we the people put the money in, but, you know, if we're not paying the taxes in, and I'm not going to say I'm Republican or Democrat. I'm not about the politics, but I am about thinking how can we make the world economically better. And it seems like whoever is controlling the knowledge and information on the planet is also doing their best to control the knowledge and information on the moon and basically in interstellar regions around this planet.
0: Put your finger right on it. Yeah, you put your finger right on it. Yeah, absolutely. I think they're selling it all the way up the chain. I, I'm gonna have to run away and leave uh, y'all tonight. Uh, one okay. other thing I like do is cover about uh, about my websites and the information I have. The folks okay. that, are, that want to check on uh, the stuff I've got, they can go to YouTube, and there's quite a bit of uh, stuff in there—short videos on things I'm finding in the water, and uh, as well as on the moon. And so there's there's some interesting video. That are short enough till it won't bore them, and they they can learn something from. I want
3: to uh, learn I too,
0: I wanna uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to beg off for tonight then. And I look forward. Do you want to come back next time. week?
2: Do You want to break it down yeah. some more next week? Yeah, I, I will. <laughs> well,
0: unless something happens real bad, but let's, let's okay. take a, take a deep at it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do okay. That
3: we'll again.
0: see you next. All right. we'll see. Well, maybe me and
2: Mike can get together through the week and talk about it and try to break some more stuff down to ask you there about you too. There you go. Okay. Well, thank you, we'll, I appreciate it. Thank
0: you.
2: All out.
0: right. Have
2: a good good week. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you, Ben Pelham. All right, folks, that was Ben Pelham of Georgia and uh he does a good job. He, he got started with Site Ground and before that just he, he, I mean, at 85, come on, folks. You know, it's not just the kids. We can learn how to use all this stuff, but now we're all going to smartphones. Now, I can try to call, I tried to call uh, Ken, and I think he was still out feeding the horses, but let me try one more time. But Mike, why don't you tell people a little bit about you while I'm trying to call Ken on the other line? Tell them about your artwork and the pyramids you drew. What got you into the pyramids? The UFOs? <laughs> Uh-oh, did I catch you off?
1: They're probably tired of hearing about me, but I can ramble on anyway, I suppose. Uh, I want to say, uh, Ben, if you're still listening in, by chance, uh, I really enjoy the uh, I really enjoyed the chance to talk to you this evening, and I look forward to next week. Now, I've already got at least one question for you next week, if not an entire topic. But, uh, as she said, I, I am an amateur u- ufologist, and I mentioned that I have uh, been a field investigator for the Mutual UFO Network in the past, uh, but... Can't afford dues right now, so uh, I'm focusing on art. So I do a lot of paintings, and you can find them on Instagram or Facebook uh, under "Artistic Impressions by Michael." Uh, and yes, I, I everything. If unless this marked sold, everything on 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 Facebook is up for sale. Uh, uh, I'm running out of steam as to what to say, uh, but. Uh, P.J., hey are you having any luck? Uh, no.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm a little concerned. He said he wanted to do Wednesday. Mm. But he won't answer the phone going to the machine. But I reckon we put his name up here, but he said he was going to come Wednesday, but I didn't have a backup for the second hour unless you and I want to do it tonight, not tomorrow night but we don't have anything planned.
4: Yeah, well, why don't we just
1: call up? I think it was an informative hour. Why don't we just call it an hour and leave with that, and maybe we can get him for next week's show.
2: Yeah, he said uh, he wanted to do Saturday, too. So let's talk about the next show. So now we're not going to do tomorrow. We're going to wait until Saturday with Jan. Is that what you want because you did so many back-to-back? No, yeah,
1: that's, that's fine with me.
2: Uh, right, we'll give you some time off. You want to finish some of that art you're doing and uh, doing – I got you commissioned on some pieces that I want, you know. So I want to – so if you want the same one I want, that's why I'm telling him don't sell these originals because that's the agreement I have with people in my ace folk life is uh, since I was an artist of Hawaii, I learned – uh, from the ladies that sold all the art for the uh, fancy artists downtown, and then with Wyland, and they were had these machines that they could take somehow and make the photograph so great that they would put it on in the machine and slap it onto the canvas with the c- camera equipment, and uh, it go, and then they'd do the canvas and put the. Uh, of everything on it together you know it was amazing to me and I, I mean I still remember that this was 30 40 years ago 89 to 94 so I got a lot of different ideas how to help our community of artists and singers and songwriters and mystics and articles and psychics and sages and seers and shaman and you know everybody working sort of on the mystical magical mystery tour And then I went over and did Whole Life Expo over in San Francisco, not San Francisco. Oh, I did do Whole Life in San Francisco, but I was thinking of LA, but that was Whole Life. Now I did Eco Expo in LA, Los Angeles in 93. (laughs) Excuse me. And then when I started coming out talking about, uh, you know, UFOs and events and all of that, uh, after I worked in Canada, On UFO uh, Digest, that's when we started talking about all the things that I learned before, and we went ahead and made in 2003 the big bluegrass event for music and bluegrass, and then we had country and Americana and all that. So we had a good run on events, and uh, then I never went to any of the UFO events, which is strangely odd, but I wasn't allowed to because I was still under contract. So I had to wait until I got retired or retarded in twenty seventeen. So it's been five years now. Nobody's interrupted my living, uh, but I've had a lot of men in black in my reality, so I'm writing that book. I'm hoping Michael helped me with the artwork and uh I hadn't seen it uh Michael put that on your list of things for me to commission in my because he's helping me with our own uh adventure of tarot cards that he's inspired by just doing research and plowing through them fast, man, just with, uh, you know, the small in his sketchbook with colored pencils, but uh, very impressive that he is getting what he's getting and changing it up to what it would look like for him. And then uh, we're going to try to get knock out, hopefully, together, the you know, other cards, the major, minor, kind of. But, you know, folks, we're all the authors of our own life story, and I will be going with Janet Keroleson to tell my story from a perspective of a UFO investigator, but from the perspective of being one of the scribes and uh, near-death, out-of-body experiences and how it all is intertwined through all these years since I've been promoting Ascension Age and Ascension Center and all my books and uh, Michael didn't know I was an author, too. And I haven't been really pushing my authorship because
3: mm-hmm. it was
2: mainly for me and my husband and uh, getting this lined up from 2012 to 2022 because I had to uh, my parents died in 2011 because I was really concerned how I was going to represent all these beings being that I'm one of the stepped out observers and told to carry the torch on. Or, uh, many many people that have passed over So now that's what I call Myself doing when uh, Michael came back And I somehow roped him into doing a show And then another show And then another show. <laughs> What number is this Number 6 or 7 Michael In radio uh, in this round. I've lost count 7 or 8 We'll have to go back and I'm going to grab well, all Somewhere
1: in Let's say We did a Thursday, a Sunday, a Monday for 4th of July. Then we did another Thursday, and uh, we did Friday, Saturday, Friday and Sunday, and then we did today. So this is eight. Number eight. Oh, this is a money number. And I can't
2: reach Ken. Well, maybe let me try my Texas 512 number. That's my security number for All the security companies, and I get the after calls uh, around the country from the call centers if they roll over to my number from ADT or from Vector Security. And if any of y'all want to know about anything like that, let me know, because uh, I'm trying to get the people to help with uh, more security it, 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 we've had trouble with if you own your own home, it's been easier, you know. And so for some people that rent, are you know they want the doorbell. That's okay. So I was talking to them with Michael. And we're going to follow up on that uh, too because I just personally have always been in security, but I did uh, investigative reports and we're doing profiles too to make sure because there's people going around and in, and in, in being security people then they're not. Saying they're working, you know, different things. So don't give people the money unless you know, and you see a badge. I think we're going to badges, employee employee ID badges now in security for sure. Oh, I'm calling the wrong person. Let's see. Uh, I need to call Ken again. Oops, wrong person. But I wanted to. I'm gonna go back on this phone uh, real quick, and then if he doesn't answer, because I called him on my Delaware. I mean my Maryland. Uh, Not the ACIR. Yeah, I'm going to call him on the ACR phone, uh, which is the security phone, because he should answer. He's the ACO, ACR. He's the commander, but he's supposed to answer our security Mm -hmm. phone. Let me see. Hold on, Michael, if you don't care, before we just get off in case he did Uh, want to talk. Oh, you got – okay, what are you doing? Are you drawing –
1: I'm sitting around here listening.
2: Oh, okay. Well, there's this picture. I'm hitting it. Well, hold on. i got to put that phone down. i got too many phones. But you need them to do the kind of work you do in audio and video. And you've got to have, you know, I've got a house phone. I've got a media phone. I've got five backups and cell phones and then Internet. Uh-oh, I took a picture. I don't know. what That wasn't supposed to happen. But, uh, folks, I'm really uh, phone illiterate, to be honest with you. I do not claim good at using phones because uh, I was always punching buttons in the computer. So I left the computers, and I thought I was doing good to know those. And then along come, you know, all these. So I had a little retail store. Well, Okay, now what's going on? They've been changing all these apps and these screens and then the updating Samsung Androids. And I'm punching on his name, K for Ken. I've got a long list for all these years. I guess everybody does, right? You all have all your phone, uh, all the people you've known all these years in social media. Don't you see that too, Michael?
1: Yeah, and I and. I saw something on Facebook and it's really true. I wonder now with my phone what 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 the part of my brain that used to remember phone numbers does.
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's true. Well, it's like I the kids don't learn to. Well, you know, kids don't remember how to do how to do math the way we did either. So wonder they can count change, and a lot of them can't. If they don't have the computer tell them how, what change to give back, it's got to well, be where we're dumbed down I'm worse doing than doing the, the last year,
3: Rachel. forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Sorry, the mailbox belonging to 505715840 is full and will not receive your message.
2: Okay. Well, not happening. All right. So what do you want to do? talk about, you know, old women talking about old men, what? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, no, well, I
1: can't, to... I can't, but... I can't think of anything really, uh, unless you, unless you've got something you want to talk about, I, I I'll let you talk for a while because I really can't <laughs> think of a darn thing, but I'll tell you what, um, uh, we, uh, we talked, we covered, uh, Ben and you both mentioned the secret space program. Uh, maybe there's uh, people <laughs> listening in that haven't heard about it. Why don't you explain that to them? What that is? <laughs> <out there?
3: laughs>
2: you little... Oh, I missed you. Oh, gosh, you caught me, didn't you? caught me in my own trap. <laughs> Talk you talking about? Yeah, getting caught in one's own trap. Oh, that is funny. Sure, why not? Uh, Ken Johnston and I are both in the uh, Allied Command uh, Intergalactic Relations, and he and I were both uh, at NASA. And, uh, of course, we are pro-NASA. So uh, the reason was uh, we had a lot of contractors working there. Now, uh, at the time, uh, you said secret space. You see how I tripped over to NASA? Wow, how about that? Now, that is programming, folks, right there. But now, you know, there's good and bad programming, and there's good and bad UFO secret space. But there's going to also be those that are in the uniform now with secret space. And I still have to admit that being a government contractor is like you get a number and you apply for the money, hopefully, to get it. And then you get paid and become a lead investigator, which is sort of what I did. But I wound up working out of country Uh, from 67 forward, and uh, I got to go different places, as did my husband at the time. So I would say that the secret space program is called that because it was secret, okay, Mike? (laughs) But the way that we started using it educationally and entertainment with Hollywood is called soft disclosure. So what happened is people kept talking about Uh, all the old ways from 43 to 47, and uh, technically speaking, ET is here is because ET has always been here, and it really depends on the subjective personality that one might have and what one has experienced, but we're breaking it down, folks, for everybody about the UFO secret space, being that we have learned from flying saucer. you know, we started with orbs and uh, different colored orbs and, you know, wars and World War Two is really when we really started seeing because we let off. Now, this is what I understand that the UFO secret space got to be secret was because everybody from the time of pre-flood, we were all from off-planet, okay? We were seated here, and if you follow the basic instruction before leaving earth which we usually discuss on sundays is we make it more inviting by telling ourselves the oral secret space program through our uh, folk stories around the old campfires and we had those from the heavens came but we also had those the moon people and we had the uh sky heroes and then you have d- different uh people that Are called humanoids Are different species And there's many different cranial types Uh, We're all humanoids With a head and arms and legs But in secret space What happened is As far as I understand Historically Is those who have been coming and going From various different species Got to be where uh, We only had so many coming to this planet And they left And ergo The pyramids were left in the secret space program because the story that I tell is a story that's in my head plus all the research. So each person will have their well we have Mike doing the ace folk life is because we have joined that which is the tales of ancient history with new thought teachings in today's time as the Ascension Age. At one time before twelve twenty one twelve it was called the New Age, and we had all the motivational speakers and talking about all the motivation to be something more than you were, but they didn't really cover the world religions. They just covered motivational speaking and how to make things better in corporate world, especially in America, and we started having, of course, made in Japan and made in Germany, and made in Afghanistan, made in Taiwan, made in Philippines, and all that after World War II. But what happened in the secret space program is I came along, Twelve twenty six fifty one, and I came in right about the time that they had already been talking about people coming and going, at least in the old country in the east. And uh, I came on in, and you know, the Beatles came and taught us how to meditate with uh, those over in India, but it was actually the ancient ones that taught them. And so between the old Sanskrit and between the Anunnaki that was in Iraq and uh, a lot of the wars were fought over the secret space program because there were those that had and those that had not, and empirically speaking, they always had those that knew more than others in space. So through all the ancient times and all the ancient wisdom, the stories that were told were those of old that came from the heavens or came from space. And all the different beings that got made, the DNA speaking that we can do now in test tubes, And many ways to make horses or other animals, and actually humans, actually. But uh, there's different ways to make people. But what happened is this story that we told each other, we had different beings and different maids. Some were very huge, coming and going, and some were from other planets that were red-haired giants. And it was told throughout that, you know, they ran the little ones off. Uh, But they were from another place in space. And then we had those little bitty ones that were very small, like fairies and gnomes and elves. And some of people say they still exist. And then there's those that are, you know, three or four feet tall. And then, you know, some people make it to five feet. Some are still small, like uh, their uh, genetics are inclined to make. And uh, humanoids, you know, you'll know now if you're from the planet Earth, we go by Endomorph, ectomorph, and mesomorph as the standard, but for all those are all the exceptions, whether you're uh, with depending on what you look like and so the stories we told each other it got to be the religions or the cultures are the tribal stories ergo we have ace folk life now in the United States of America, and we collect stories of Americans and their little tribes up in the hills where I collected for 20 years in Kentucky and Smithsonian and making songs and learning about those. And we even learned about uh, Bigfoot. or They called them Sasquatch and Bigfoot and Skunk Ape and uh, 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 Astrolopithecus, Gigantopithecus, I think, and all kind of different names, Yeti. Uh, Up in the hills And one of the stories in the UFO Secret space through all these years About beings coming and going Gradually we started all agreeing That we came from Mars uh, At least some of us And we passed that down Through the moon That uh, Ben Pelham's been talking about And then some of us came To this planet And in the social uh, Science And the spiritual science That we created here making the computers, I was asked to do both and to also help because I always worked in libraries and I had died and come back and died and come back. So in the secret space program, we had those that come and go, out of body is one way astrally projection, and those that read the Akashic Field, which we involved in uh, the Ace Metaphysical Institute, and before that, we had all the history of the magic and with Blavatsky and all the secret ancient mystery schools from Egypt. And before that, it was even said that all the beings that came, uh, the government knew about, and they knew that uh, all the pyramids in the world were not just built by humans. And so what we did is we took all the world religions and all the ancient myths, legends, and uh, made the folklore and the folk life, and uh, it became part of the secret space program, and we started separating what was reality from fiction. And unfortunately, during uh, all these wars uh, on the planet, it got to be where they thought they carried over into space, and they probably did. Now, I can't admit or deny that because I'm just 70 years old, but I know in my lifetime while I was here, I was considered in the secret space program because I knew so much. Plus, I'd died and been out of body. I'd had near-death experiences, and I would come back, and I'd have to learn to walk and talk again. And I was visited by extraterrestrials when I was a little girl, and I went up on a spacecraft before uh, uh, the Russians ever even had one fly over. And so I was briefed on extraterrestrials at that time, firsthand experience. So I have a story to tell to you today, or to Michael today, if anybody else is listening, I hope. But Ben Pelham will get a copy of this, too, because he was talking about secret space, but he didn't know. I've never admitted to being in the secret space program. Uh, I didn't. I was supposed to deny that, and I did for many years. So people would come up to me and ask me about course. <laughs> but and from what I remember, the stories were back before Corey got started. Are uh, even da- he got listening Corey and that other guy that went that were with Gaia way before, with David Wilcock, and David Wilcock got a lot of his stuff from a, a girlfriend of mine in Kentucky, and uh, her name was Carla Ruckert, and we both had friends, and we both were writers, and uh, the University of Kentucky and. Jim was on television way back in the day about all of that, and t- called it Secret, and it was called Secret Space way back then. And it was called before that, they all the way back to Joshua Tree and uh, people that were here way before I was. But the stories and the legends and the myths you'll hear about in ufology uh, that we, we started with UFO Association that you'll hear later with Stanton T. Friedman is because the government had those that they knew about beings coming and going if they were in a need-to-know basis that was decided a long time ago because during the war we had those coming and going. And uh, because it was over nuclear, because we had it before, if you'll remember in the Bible, we had a Sodom and Gomorrah, and back in the day we actually had nuclear fallout And we had wars back then, and they're also in the Bhagavad Gita, all in the Upanishad. So these are books Mm -hmm. in India. So we have history, oral and written, on the planet. It's just that before we had uh, really gotten to the advancement with telephones and telegraphs, which, you know, Pony Express, and you move forward, you know, secret space could be not known unless you were in a culture that had beings that visited. So that's when we have all the stories of the Anasazi coming and going from the planet, the uh, Kachina dolls of the, uh, I guess, Cherokee, or at least all the Indians. They had Uh, part of my upbringing was knowing all this, which was just normal to me, but apparently not to everybody. And so nobody, well, yeah, I did get told not to ever tell anybody, but that was not that story. Of the, I had to go with a folk life that I'm telling you now, and telling Michael, and asking Michael to be a director for the Ace Folk Life to keep it where you don't know if it's educational entertainment or if I'm telling you the truth. That's how we tell things that we may be killed for or put extinguished in this reality, or uh, like in an avatar game. Or uh, we have a huge industry now, so. We've done these same things over and over in what we call like uh, reality that we build, and we have various layers. So those of us that work in the critical mass consciousness around the universe, we understand the various layers. And so we made it where people could come here, and with all the DNA and all the worlds and all the planets and all the galaxies and all the universes, as they drop down for uh we lived and we bred in all these universes out there mm-hmm. and it wasn't till i went through the universe the multiverse and the metaverse and then i went to the xenoverse which is the unknown and that was dark and i had to learn how to be me just in dark infinity and uh, that's when i learned about this linear and the circles and how time space and gravity works and then, through the xeno in the omniverse, I died in uh at fifth, what they now call the fifth dimension, which it really is, and it's not the fifth realm, but it is above the astral realm in the way, so you have to be careful in the secret space program because we have uh you know the lunar uh, module l e m and we will re- be returning and launching, according to NASA, in space uh at that level of reality, and that's only through what we can do here with three dimensions, but those that learned fourth dimension, and what I learned working in the secret space program was the fourth and fifth dimensions, and I was able to go to the omniverse, which is the fifth level, or five universes. Now, in the secret space, after I died the uh, one, two, three times, then the uh, Zachariah Sitchin information came in, the 12th planet, and a lot of people Started learning about anthropology and archaeology. We had Indiana Jones and uh, Akira Sitchin, and we had uh, Planet of the, uh, I want to say Planet of the Apes. We had Chariot of the Gods with Eric Von Daniken and all these people getting the big ha-ha from translating the Bible. And so Eric Von Daniken was like a godfather in this movement of swapping from just Motivational speaking and just making stuff in the material world, it was like a life conscious movement in books from all the motivational speakers into the what if movement and uh, then we had Ronald Reagan with the what if and uh, because it what happened is those that had all the money during the war got richer in making you know the United States richer from the larger families but also from Europe. And, of course, you know the queen probably is – the queen of England has the most real estate probably. But it got to be empirical, the uh, people that were spiritual from off-planet in the secret space versus those empirical and then those with the corporations. And I know this is going to sound funny, but in space they've always been organized, and they always had organizations, corporations, associations. And so in the secret space program, we taught them – About the ascended masters that come and go from this planet Up Jacob's ladder We had the Tower of Babel And then the uh, people that were intermixed from other places in space And they decided to colonize this planet for empirical reasons That I understand because of the death and dying And they shortened many, many uh, DNA sequencing And the genetic code inside the humanoids which means we have a lot of DNA, but some of it is called junk DNA because it's not activated, or some of it has been spliced. So in the Secret Space Program, they knew about this because it was left on the tablets. It was left by ancient, but they tried to flood. After the floods, uh, they weren't uh some people went underground, some went off planet, some stayed But, you know, we go with when the floods came And there's uh, many, many stories besides that that we have in the Bible, folks Many, many stories that made it on each month uh, We did have a, a catastrophe And we do have those near objects that hit and hit planets But uh, after the Earth has come and gone in various epochs of time over many billions of years, this was a rather uh, young galaxy, and this is a rather young planet in this universe. So universally speaking, we have those sky heroes, or the Galaxy Federation, we have those above uh, the Supreme High Council, but when they had what we learned in the Abramic phase, uh, many of us were uh, already educated. Now there's the Chinese, now you know they have their own emperor they have the buddhist they have the sanskrit and they have philosophy back uh through uh, india and uh tibet and i have a past life all the way back to tibet and uh up in where they have the flags that a lot of people don't understand what all that means but that is actually for the extraterrestrials to come back and return and they left uh The knowledge up there, and so a lot of people in what you hear, which is really for entertainment about after World War II and the gentleman Hitler that was supposed to be working with uh, finding out the information that was left because in Tibet, the highest, we had left knowledge on the mountain. And I say this from a past life. I don't say it from uh, now because I haven't been to Tibet in this reality that I know of in this third-dimensional world. But as a universal space or immortal or a demigod or a deity or a someone that has uh, knowledge like they talk about in my growing up from being extraterrestrial trained to being a psychic medium and working in tarot and working in uh, metaphysical shops around books for education, I did read growing up this normal school and the extraterrestrials let me come and go. And learn about life. So that was called secrets. Shh. Don't tell anybody. But they trained certain people. They chose certain people because I think they had that DNA encoding at these certain ones they were experimenting with. Now, why would we come here? Why the souls? Because the souls are created in another place in space. But in the uh, spiritual world, we we did divide philosophically speaking into those that think more uh, what you'd call material and things you can see tangible versus those things you can't see intangible and then those that had eyes and ears and that didn't they were still like uh we called
3: them
2: various uh ones that i learned from universally in the secret space program we couldn't say their names and a lot of them they could only send messages so on the planet, we started talking about, wow, how are we going to do this? And so we started talking about those uh, that couldn't write and couldn't read and how we would go back and form uh, various groups so they could learn how to talk and learn how to hear because so many thousands of years of – now this is just what I was told off-planet, okay, not on-planet, is that off-planet, We had so many different groups up there and at the universal levels in like uh, there's dimensions and realms and they are like waves and we ride the waves and they have universes that will scroll up or scroll down and spin up and spin down. So that's in the secret space program. So it got interpreted into the way we taught people coming and going uh, throughout what we call epochs of time and ages. And uh, this story got told, uh, you know, for hundreds of thousands of years. But as far as this planet, uh, people were found 150,000 years ago and maybe even back 300,000 years ago. The way that the last uh, – after they started living thousands and uh, – I mean literally thousands of years in Earth years in space time, they started making it that fourth Zeno uh, where the x comes from before you hit Z is the x files are in xenoverse. Remember you 've got universe, then multiverse, then metaverse. You need multimetal meta Meta is three, and uh, all that got to be three dimensional. so you can go that far in your mind. You need multimeta, but when you cross over from three dimensional to the fourth dimension into Zeno, it becomes the unknown. It's very hard for the mind to translate from what is tangible to intangible. So, therefore, that was the we learned through our imaginations how to speak, but we weren't speaking languages. So we had to do vibration waves and sounds and and energy that could be proclaimed listening. So that is at the uh, omniverse universe, multiverse, universe, through the Xeno, if you make it through the dark of uh, the dark side, or that that which cannot see, or that can which cannot hear, and yet you grow through that, like in, uh, well, it's like inhabitation, and you learn to maybe cohabitate, and you have to learn to be a, a single unit in the first dimension, or first world, second world, second dimension, and you learn not only you, but another. So there's, you know, I, and then you at two, and then he, she, it, we, you, they, but that is three, the trilateral, the universe, and we're there now in understanding and information, and above info is knowing. So we went by above the be, the do, and the have to the knowing and through the zeno. So that's when we started procreating it tangibles and intangibles, and that got rather complicated, so we called it the X, factor are the dark, are the xeno factor. And that became how we started educating ourselves to get through the fourth dimension, are the Akashic field, are that in the cosmos that is the dark matter, are the essence, are the corporeal understanding of that which moves uh, all that is above and below. So we started doing as above, so below, separated those with and without and those haves and the have-nots, and interdimensional travel, in other words, those that could hear and could see from those that couldn't. And so we left them there at the that level, interdimensionally speaking, and that's how we started talking about evolving into a speaking uh, imagination with
3: uh,
2: senses in the fifth dimension. And so... That's called, at least in today's time, with music and Aquarian age, and in the uh, new ages. And, but it also comes from all those that learned from living, coming and going as re-current uh, souls. That only uh, the way that we believe is we. Uh, in the Abrahamic face okay that is christians muslims and jews is those that with the spirit from the heavens came were docile they were benevolent and they had good intentions although when they were being gods and deities from those from the heavens came that all of us from space and we were all coming Uh, Well, not all of us, only certain ones that um, I know were 65, but they took 23 and 23, combined them into the DNA genetic code that we have now, and they played around for thousands, if not millions of years. So, you know, this earth may be 23.8 billion, I think. You'll have to look it up. Uh, I don't walk around as AI with it in my head, but... uh, We'll say you know roughly twenty three point eight billion. I don't know, maybe thirty two billion, but uh, I do know it's in the billions. But uh, when you get past omniverse, the fifth dimension is where they're saying we're shifting, and we were saying this from twelve twenty one twelve. And I was preparing people in the secret space program for disclosure of what they thought we were keeping from them all these empirical lives up into the fifth dimension are the shift to the fifth through the fourth but i had to physically go and come and go and come that many times to get it because it's very hard even for solomon in the bible if you remember jesus coming and talking about how hard it was for solomon to get all this because above uh, the ascended masters and you know we have all, many many ascended masters but uh, we call Jesus our Yahshua, or Jehovah, or all of the above, the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. All that energy, if you go back and study all your world religions, it's all the same story, all the different – there's at least ten stories of the different Bibles and different languages. Before we got down to uh, empirical study or closer to where we are today in three-dimensional reality or linear time. Okay, because we learned on this planet to use our imaginations and we wanted to teach people to know how to come and go and come and go. And we started uh, allowing our soul, the older souls, to make new souls in another universe. And so we would keep those as the children of the God source or the original source. Now, I can tell you off planet out of galaxy or above the universes Those that call themselves uh, the deities are the gods, and then they send down demigods are those that we call the uh, heroes. And in the cosmic event is the great news for those that study uh, the ascended masters and the gods. But we had the El gods, those of El. We had the An gods, An, and we had Aman, uh, which we say Amen in most of the world – well, at least the Abrahamic. no, uh, yeah – uh, Christian faith, Catholics say amen, and that was Amin Ra from Egyptian times. And if people really knew what they were telling people historically, that there was always those storytellers in the folklore and the folk life and the stories of myths and legends, but people, because of empirical uh, known of tangible Now, you've got to remember this is a three-dimensional world, and there are lessons to learn here. So imagination of how we would get past extraterrestrial involvement with our spiritual psyche – psyche is the soul, psyche – you have to go back and study because we learned to talk what we didn't know how to speak without mouths, ergo we created out of clay – Our Earth Mother Earth, Father Sky, Mother Earth, Grandfather God, whatever, however you want to say it, that in the languages, we started talking about who we were prior. And then we started talking among the extraterrestrials that came and went, giants, small, tiny, little bitty beings, and we started encrypting and encoding and using like – If you want to look at the Anunnaki story, because it's a well-known – well, it is now, but it didn't when I was growing up. I didn't know. But a lot of the – was uh, Persia, the old kingdom of Persia, and Iran and Iraq, and uh, even – that it's still over there, folks. You can uh, look on YouTube for it. But they had all the stuff they tried to keep, and so different people would want to – wipe out the history of humankind, and then make it over again. The one thing that we couldn't seem to get rid of, even though it was an interplanetary terraforming planet, and we terraformed other planets as extraterrestrials, are those from the heavens came, are they on, or if you want to say go through the Pleiades or through Orion's Belt, because when I grew up in folklore and in all the library books that I read, we called Orion's Belt Station or the bus stop where we went up through all the ones in the interstellar, and they were the lower deities and the lower uh, dimensionals, with uh, uh, plant, animal, plant, animal, mineral, and then let's see, plant, animal, human, humanoid, planetoid, echoloid, anyway, all the loids, <laughs> asteroids, and uh, they're all these. They're like insectoids. Okay. But they had some that a lot of them were feuding, in the interstellar with the archons are the thoughts. Remember the beings that couldn't speak or they couldn't talk. On this side of reality, uh, they weren't in this reality. They were in another dimension, in another reality, in another universe. So uh, they uh, it was covered in Star Trek, by the way, the archons. But they uh, they could take on human forms. But they had to uh, – there was some type of feud and war with those that couldn't become humanoids. And I don't know, except from what I can understand off-planet, or like if you are in the secret space program, or if you get to remote view, or you get to uh, have interstellar travel, or you get uh, – Are you die, or some people like to use uh, – Their minds – oh, wait, somebody's here. Let me see if they want to – hello, 802. Are you wanting to be part of the show? Hello. Hi. Can you hear me? Yeah, are you listening? Hey.
3: Yes, ma'am, I'm listening. I I didn't mean to press the one, I guess, but I guess since I'm here, what's going on?
2: Well, I mean, what are you uh, interested in? Did you come to be a part of the show?
3: Oh no, I was just listening, but uh yeah, I was just interested in what you're saying about the aliens. Have you ever heard of Biabians?
2: Go ahead. Tell me what you know.
3: There was a guy there was
0: an author, uh, Riley Martin, he put a book out about um an alien,
3: I don't know, some kind of alien guy named Tan coming to America.
0: Go ahead. I don't
3: know Here, about I'll, it. Go I'll, ahead. I'll send it to you. Do you have do you have like a Facebook or something that? I can send it to you?
2: Yeah, T J Mars C e. T Radio our T J Mars agency.
3: Got you. I'll send it to you. Thanks. I didn't mean to press the one. Sorry for that.
2: That's okay. All right. Well, uh, folks, the the story goes that we had many, many people that uh, were of different extraterrestrial races, and when they made the encoding of our DNA, uh, that think about it, what humans have found in this dimension are. Uh, A lot of them are thinking that this is an illusion or a delusion because of quantum physics and how far we've taken those that can use human form. And so that's with – as a humanoid, and we can see and hear and touch and feel and taste, right? So this is on the other side of those that were those in space that had no bodies, and some had gaseous Papers, but they can, and I've I've seen these, and not just on TV, okay, or movies, but you know when you die and you go out of body and you go, it's like going through a wormhole, but you will travel interdimensionally and also universally. So I got to go uh, through some of my past lives, and then I got to go through my death and dying in this reality because I'm 70 years old now. But uh, is the sixth. Was the uh, after Omniverse was Alpha Verse and Omega Verse. Now I didn't call them these verses. Okay, these came from the people that would speak and make sound. The gods and deities on the side of the three dimension and the fourth dimension to the Zeno into the Omniverse that actually were the gods that created the gods. Like we call them, uh, Mike. What do we call those people? uh in the omniverse the superheroes are you know the ones in the comic books what are those called
1: well that they call them a little bit of everything now it used to be superheroes and and i think now it's metahumans uh demigods all kinds of things
2: so those are still in our folklore and we took it into comic books (laughs) Are comic books strictly American or did they start in China? I don't know about uh, all the books on the planet, but I do know that the gods were always able to keep their levels of the empirical events in heaven and the wars of heaven for those that had and those had not uh, humanoid form. You know, some were dragon at one time. Some were reptile. I guess they've tried everything in the book. If you can imagine it it Has been done, they say. Like they say, anything you can say has already been said or packaged a certain way. But you know, it got to be really philosophy, and then Plato and uh, Mono or Mono. What was that, uh, Mike? In the world religions, uh, Aristotle and Plato is that that's Greek, isn't it?
3: Yeah. It,
2: okay, so uh, that's sort of the more recent on a linear timeline. Is it not, Mike? Is after men started learning like the fired clay tablets, Sanskrit and over in Iraq yeah, and I mean, Persia?
1: Greek was Greek was a lot more recent, yeah.
2: Okay, so we had uh Hebrew, Greek and Latin, right? And then uh we had uh in more recent times they had the printing press, uh the Gutenberg printing press. And I guess isn't that is thats that in Germany? Where's the Gutenberg or is that in the Louvre? I don't even know yeah, where it's kept, do you? I,
3: so.
2: I forgot, folks. I've lived in this life, but when you become a human again, and you're uh, sometimes you, you ask to be wiped clean, sometimes it's through the birth canal, so we've, we don't have all the answers in 3D because we made it like a game, imagination. And we do know that they uh, like our imagination here, And that was part of the experiment on this particular new world, new galaxy, the Milky Way galaxy, and the new Earth. And of course, we had Atlantis here, and we also had uh, what they call, uh, everything was, well, just study it. It was, you know, in the beginning, there was the Word, and the Word was without form, and then was God, and God created in seven days, which in the way you think is almost impossible, but you know, if you think you're live forever well what's a day in a million or billion years but you know terraforming and it takes time so it doesn't disagree with our scientific way of thinking but we used to teach only left brain and right brain and then we discovered whole brain and then we discovered uh, separation of time space and matter and uh, so we started teaching everything scientifically not just philosophically but if you go back In time, the stories we told each other, we didn't tell them in in science. We told them philosophically, which came from telling in a voice because that's why we came here. It was to use and go back to heaven with a voice, with, with a body, with our soul, with understanding how to have emotions and senses. And that's why we're totally against those that take their lives. Let me tell you why. Life is a gift. And it is a gift of the gods, and it is a gift of many variations on a theme out there, just like scientific proven that we all come from something. And so, you know, before the Big Bang, you know, before we had vapors and gases and, you know, carbon and uh, hydrogen, and, well, you know, you can go all the way up the the table, uh, but, you know, we have all worked with those that come and go. So to answer Mike, the space program was about those from the heavens came over and over and over again, but they subdivided into corporate structure organizations, uh, empirically speaking, just like they fight over land on the planet. And, uh, you know, they'd have the people come down here and they had many more besides blue, yellow, black, white, red, brown. There's many others, but they left. So uh, growing up in my reality when i was growing up in the fifth after world war 2 we started the nuclear again like i told you all the way back to uh with the anunnaki i guess you could say or the anunnaki but see those stories are here on the planet before the bible was written so all that's here all of the stories are here and they're all coming up so science was in a quandary because they didn't want people to know why the pyramids were really here because that was where the beings were created, and the beings weren't all necessarily one, like the Abramic face, <laughs> okay? And they all weren't from Africa either. I, don't, I mean I hate to burst everybody's anthropolog- anthropological, oh, look, we dug up some bones here, so we must all be from here. That's not the way it works, folks. Just because you were digging at this location on this particular plate on this particular Uh, Well, planet, yes, but I mean country doesn't mean that's where everybody came from. If you go look at where all the pyramids are on the planet, you will find a species that was once there separate from other species. So just common sense should tell you that there's at least red, yellow, black, white, brown, red, yellow, black, uh, red, yellow, black, white, brown, skins that you can see in this reality is there any other colors of humanoids that you know of i mean i know powder blue and baby blue and pink and light pink when you're born or when you're dying or maybe you don't have enough oxygen are there's those that some of them are light green but as far as you know uh in the critical mass consciousness in this reality mike as far as our Facebook folk life don't we just go by humanoid factor of the colors they can see on this planet this one plane on 3D, I, would, right?
4: I would think so
2: well what about the deities because all of the world religions were based on the stories told by their ancient ancestors and tribes now the global economy is trying to go back to one world or one world government that won't happen because of the separate plates and due to this being a water planet, we are going to have uh, – and I know because I come and go, but <laughs> that helps being you know, a time traveler, so to speak. But you learn to, to jump and face space interdimensionally, and you can do that in your dreams, in your lucid dreams. You can do it uh, the other part of you. So as Mike had told you, with the balance, with entropy, and uh, we have ca- balance, we have order, we have chaos, we have entropy – we were going to get into the universal laws, so uh, Alfred Lambert Mount weber I don't know how far he got in his book. I haven't read it yet, but he and I were discussing all this years – 10 or 12 years ago when we were writing for UFO Digest for Canada. Now, he still lives in Canada, and he has a lot more leniency. That's why they had me writing uh, for for Canada instead of the United States of America But all that I'm telling you is where we are now after 2020, 12, 21, 20, and uh, they say 2020 is now hindsight for all of you people. So it's up to each individual now, and we're looking at 2025, and we're hoping we all clean up by 2030 so we can all take an active step for our children that are coming into this reality, into the big aha, that we are changing our reality In critical mass consciousness In other words, we're being open to knowing that which we already know That's what that knowing means Is the truth of knowing what you already know That is the spiritual science side of it Is you know this already So we're all equal It doesn't matter what level If you see a human uh, There is consciousness among the animals The plants, the minerals And the Japanese know this so everything is made up of everything, and then there's various combinations that you can be. And so that's the secret space program in a nutshell, other than there's uh, those species that come and go interdimensionally. There's those that come and go uh, interstellar, and so there are those that do need ships and uh, uh, sh- sh- shuttles, and we have that in our national archives. We have these in the intelligence communities. We've made a lot of them. Uh, Known and uh, it is part of the disclosure program, and then Hollywood does it. So everybody's working together to make the world a better place. Mm -hmm. And of course, on this reality, they fixed it with a duality male, female, dark, and light. You have sun, you have moon, you have positive, you have negative. And the reason was if it's all one way, there's no force, uh, push, pull, or against spin up, spin down, and there was nothing as far as uh, magnetism, and we needed that in order to learn how to speak and to have uh, sound and to have movement and to have uh, order and chaos and entropy and balance and all of that and all the beings that came before us that were gods and demigods. So after we got past those from the heavens came and all the levels in the universes was the... After the Alpha verse was the Omega verse. So I'll let you go with that knowing there is an Alpha and an Omega. There is always, God has always been, Goddess has always been the Alpha and the Omega. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit all came from Mother God, Father God, and then Baby God, (laughs) Baby Jesus. (laughs) So what is Baby Buddha? or you know, whatever you want to call it. So there is uh, that which is and that this which without and that which together, yours, mine, and ours. And from the one, two, three, we had the four, five, six. And then we had the seven, eight, nine. And I'll get into all that, but we study all that. And the rainbow shows us red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. And I'd like you to put alphaverse with red. Let's say, wait a minute, no, universe. Universe is red. That's your lower chakra, right? There's red, yellow, orange, red, Roy G. Biff. Red, orange, yellow. So that's first, second, third. So you have alpha, universe, multiverse, metaverse. Xenoverse is orange, red, red right, Roy? Red, orange, yellow. Oh, no, red, orange, yellow. Green. Green is Xeno. And that's our – we say the colors are sort of messed up, but that's your heart chakra, green, uh, the unknown, or the heart working with the nervous system and the brain, because we are whole brain thinkers. But I'll teach you also, so that's red, orange, yellow, green, blue, okay, uh, i got to start off, you need multi xeno omni, okay, omniverse, and then you've got alpha-verse and omega-verse, so red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, go violet. Now, how you remember the seven parts – of the seven heavens is the seven parts of the way we think in the brain is uh, you have, uh, they've got it backwards, but we'll go with what they use in the medical field. They have uh, beta, alpha, theta, delta, gamma, and now they have six cents. Let's see, beta, alpha, theta, delta, gamma. So you get to six, which is tau, T-A-U, and that's uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton, as far as he got, was six. So that's tau. And then right now, it's sigma. But I don't understand how they give the Greek alphabet. So, Mike, you were going to help me with that, right, when you do Universal Laws Sunday? But why do they yeah. call the seven parts of the uh, brain and the seven colors and the seven levels of universal thought? Seven goes beta, alpha, theta, delta, gamma. Beta is what I'm talking to you in. Alpha, you know, is like your sublime, or uh, they almost call it hypnotized. Theta, you're deeper, and they'll watch your theta waves, and then they'll go to delta, beta, alpha, theta, delta waves. And that's like when you sleep and you have those tests, gamma, right? And they'll put you also to sleep, but they don't know where you go. They do know they can put you under, but they think it's in the uh, part of the human existence in the tubes that's where we go is to the wormholes, the tubules. It's like death and dying. so they put us back into the tubules. And then the seventh sense is when you go back to uh, the source but beta alpha theta gamma delta let's see beta alpha theta delta gamma Sigma delta, And doubt no doubt but see six and seven you get mixed up because that's where all your people go back to when they just sit. And become one with the universe, and they just shrink, and they don't—they just eternal little things. You know, some people used to wrap them up in Tibet, but you go back to the seventh level. Anyway, that's a lot, Mike. But I hope that's sort of it in a nutshell. It'll take me a few million years to explain it all. But Mike, does that sort of explain secret space in a ace folk life way? Yeah. Did you get anything at all? Are you yeah. are you in TMI, or did did you understand anything?
1: Uh maybe a little little information overload, but it'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll get it processed eventually.
4: Well, when did you stop listening?
1: <laughs> I didn't say I stopped listening. I just thought I got I got information overload.
2: <laughs> well, I figured that. That's all the secret space does. Is with Solomon, the reason as far as the spiritual lesson is why we don't just give it all to you and flood it, is that it used to be said the mind can't take it. We used to say you can't handle the truth, right? But it was the war of the worlds and all the uh, different species out there, but they all came to the big federation or the big the big stage like in Star Trek or. Uh, the jedi right the star warriors and the star trackers Mm -hmm. that they divided up into those haves and have nots and they had those that will and won't and then they had those that exist and those that don't want to do nothing and then there's those that want to work all the time so we started learning about emotions and how we took them away because they were starting to fight for so for hundreds of thousands of years there was no anger no distress But then those that believed in the warrior gene left the warrior dream. It's like I compare it to Star Trek and the Klingons, but then I also compare it with the Borgs. (laughs) Everybody didn't want to be uh, the Borg and everything is hunky-dory and we're all working together. And they also did, you know, hive mind. So they also didn't want to just be warrior factor. Okay, you, I'll take this just because I want to and I can because I'm stronger than you. So we started working out the Indian Nine philosophically, the spirits between the archons and the Indians and those that had and had not, those that could talk. So it's long. It's Just study all the world religions and <laughs> start with that. <laughs> and those that went out of control and the empirical studies and the why we have the you know plates the divide up because we decided – Everybody can be one. While we don't do the Tower of Babel, every, every time we try to all be one thing, we all start fighting like the Tower of Babel. So we just said, okay, just give everybody a different language because they're not really learning how to talk yet. So it's a long story, folks, but we'll get there. We're working on it. What else have we got to do? Sit around and play our harps on the clouds, you know? So this is your your time on Earth to learn how to use your senses, literally. <laughs> your sanity clause, and Solomon learned so much in TMI that he got a little poison. So Jesus came back to say, okay, (laughs) you know, my dad's saying, yeah, we can do this, but not so magically anymore. So we're going to send these different deities, and we'll send you some demigods, and we'll teach you from town, and we'll watch you guys. But we want you to love one another, okay? Learn how to love each other, but you all don't have to fight about which language you're going to speak Just because we gave you a mouth and ears to hear You know, sort of take time to smell the roses You know, or smell the plants, you know But you know the story of Adam and Eve and the serpent And all the extraterrestrials And that's uh, a story that is in just all kind of ways After the demiurge dimmi- and the floods Well, Mike, if you, if I haven't worn you out I'm going to give you a few days off and Aren't you glad you live in Tennessee and I live in Florida?
1: <laughs> um, are you going well, to ever ask me Looks like we did manage to fill up that second hour plus So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, will you, are you
2: never going to ask me About the secret space ever, ever again? <laughs> Who knows what I'll do <laughs> Well as you can see, if you ask me a question, I can feel the airways. But I've been doing it 10 years, you know, <laughs> in this reality. <laughs> I haven't even got, you know, when I know how to go out of body or lucid dreaming or come visit you at night. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> okay. Well, you guys think about your dreams and uh, it is part of our waking state. We just. Are doing it, and then when we go to sleep, we exercise it. Yeah. So, remember, you need your downtime to rest your body because we only got so many heartbeats. That's the only currency when you're a humanoid is heartbeats. Everything else is an illusion. But we'll talk about that. Now, uh, laws of the universe. That's the assignment for Sunday, Mike. We're going to have to start working on it because I don't have any clue how many books have been written on the laws of the universe or universal laws. So well, we're going to have to speak the language that is on the present and in the AI that we have gathered as a humanoid species and put in the business language called American English. Think we can do that, Mike, by Sunday? I don't think so. You're going to have the podium Sunday, so think, try to fill up at least the first hour. I'll try to, you know, you don't have to do all two hours, but I'll be there for you. So you're, you're going to take off? Oh, wait. No, we have to come back Saturday, don't we, for Ken and... Yeah, Who was it? Cannon, somebody. Oh, Jan Aldrich. <laughs> UFO, the UFO headquarters. And then we have Alien Contact Organization, Allied Command Organization. Folks, uh, I'm trying to be human and a journalist and coming back to work and helping all these associations. But I also have to run uh, a lot of things you don't know about behind the scenes and call centers and people in different countries and how we're handling all the call centers with all the... Communications, and I am American Communications Online in this life, Allied Command Organization, and how we're doing everything to keep everybody smooth and running so we can do this next trip into cyberspace in the future, 2112. But we're doing it now with AI. So, yes, AI has taken hold, and so we are moving forward, and there will be beings without souls. I didn't want to have to tell that story, but guess who got elected? (laughs) Okay, Michael. What do you want to hear tonight? Top of the, the world or sweet dreams?
3: All right. Anything you want. Um.
0: To All
2: right. Sweet dreams. It is. Good night, people.
4: The seventh seed.